What up, ballers, hoopers, and basketball players of all ages? My name is Danny, and I'm joined by Tiff, my co-host. Welcome to the Small Ball Podcast. What's good? What's good? All right, so uh, we started this podcast just for fun season. Just mess around. Just mess around, but yeah. It was all talk at first, but like, it was like, nah, let's let's do it. Let's do it, yeah. But, you know, I always want to do a podcast. But the thing is, I, I never had anyone to do a podcast with, about basketball. Yeah. with you know so it was it was i was like okay i know no one around me close enough to do a podcast yeah. with so i was like yeah. like with my family like i'm the only one who hoops so i was just like when i talk about the game there's like what are you talking about i was like nah man it, and then you know it's not like, the same it's not the same <laughs> it's definitely not the same oh <laughs> uh, you know like especially like all the guys i we hang out with now basically like they're all non-athletes you know so it's kind of like okay well and then you know that's why i get i think that's why me and you kind of connected once we kind of got introduced to each other i was like okay we got that common background basketball so that that was awesome so you know speaking of that like i kind of wonder like how did you get into basketball like i mean at a young age yeah it was more of like because i only i only started playing in the seventh grade so like seven years almost eight years that I've been playing and it wasn't even anything because I used to play soccer before this like before I moved to elementary schools I was all about soccer like running down I loved doing it but then I never really got into basketball but then after I had moved elementary schools soccer wasn't a thing it was like football or basketball and like I played football but I was just like got clowned on it for I was just like you're a girl you shouldn't be doing it and I was mm-hmm. like okay whatever so then and I remember this, my PE coach, um, Coach Reed, that's who, like who he was. He, we was at um, PE and like it was a segment of basketball. Like that's what we are focusing on. Mm-hmm. And he was a basketball coach. He's like, hey, like you should try out. And I was like, uh, no, nah, I'm good. But then like he, he literally like threw a basketball at me. He's like, nah, I'll see you at practice. And like I had a couple of friends who also played basketball, like and not like crazy, but they were trying out too. So they're just like, oh, like, just come. Like, it's not that bad. And, oh, my God, it was so bad. Like, really bad. I couldn't dribble. I didn't know any aspect of the game. But, like, I guess because I always was already athletic. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just like, oh, you know, just come through. Like, it doesn't matter, you know. And then, like, I guess after the season had technically ended, I didn't play a game. I didn't have any minutes at all. But, like, I found a love for the game. So, like, I went in my backyard. I went to go buy a basketball, and I was like, oh, like, I'm just going to work on my game. And it was kind of just, like, ever since then, I was like, I'm in love, you know? Like, and I never even felt that for soccer. Or, like, at a point, I was like, oh, I really want to play football. Like, because flag football came first before basketball, and I played. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. But then, like, reality hit. I'm like, I am short. I am skinny. I'm scrying. Like, it's not going to work. You know, and, like, basketball was, like, the next best thing, I guess. But then it turned out to be, like, what I wanted to do for, like, a career, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, like, what about you? Like, I know you said that you, you know, you've been in basketball world for a long time, you know? You know, well, then, of course, because I am older than I look. (laughs) Some people, like, some of these kids nowadays, they play with me, and they think, like, I'm, like, a probably, like, a college kid or something. I'm, like, man, I... I'm probably like twice your age, probably, you know. And so we're not gonna talk about the numbers. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about the numbers, but like I've been around for a little while, and um, but like you know, kind of just really going back quickly, going back to your thing. It's just like it, it just kind of mirrors what like um 
Steve Nash. Like he was into soccer, and all of a sudden he mm-hmm. found a love for basketball. Yeah. And obviously now he's one of the greatest players, uh, easily. Uh, you know, an easiest uh, point guard. Um, but yeah, that's amazing how you just kind of like didn't play at all. Yeah. No minutes and no fell minutes. into the game. That's crazy because I'm like yeah. most people, most kids were like, I'm bored. I don't want to do this yeah. no more. I'm out. You know. But you were like, nah. I really want to do this. Yeah. I really want to, you know, make this as a, you know, as part of your aspirations yeah. being, you know, being in WNBA, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. uh, in the future. But that's that's awesome. Uh, for me, it was just like I, I started playing when I was in, like, elementary school, really. Like, I, I fell in love with the game because of my brother. Like, he was a he was a baller. Like, he, he was a – he played ball, and he was really good at it, honestly. And he's – taller than me like a couple inches taller than me but like back then seeing him like dunk on other guys and he was like five six mm-hmm. and he's dunking on guys that are six foot plus you know it that's crazy he had hops and he had like a, a crazy vertical i remember I, I went to all these pickup games with him and i see him just straight up ball crossover dudes and just dunking on them. i was like what is blew my mind yeah. i'm like and and now it's me. I don't have that gift of of hops, though. You know, like I have some hops, but not enough to make a a big difference in terms of like dunking on someone. Yeah. You know, so like that's the one thing I kind of wish I had from him. But I was like, oh man. But it it was amazing though. Like I just watching him play, it kind of made me want to be like him. You know, like yeah. back then you're like, oh, be like Mike. You know, yeah. I wanted to be like my bro because I was like, dude, he he was fearless in terms of on the offensive side but more so on the defensive side Mm -hmm. he was such a pest seeing him guard dudes ripping the ball from them Mm -hmm. like he didn't care who how big you were how tough you look he did not care Mm -hmm. he was like the definition of like an underdog that you know like what's that saying goes it's not it's not about the size of dog in the fight yeah it's the size of the fight in the dog kind of thing like dang he's like for real like heart over height oh for real yeah heart over height he was yeah and uh but the funny thing is he never played for the team in high school or nothing like that oh really like he i think he i think basically basically basically, i I remember him saying he did try out and whatnot but he never really was into it like that Mm -hmm. you know and uh for me like when i finally got to a point where like i felt like i was good i got i made made the, the, the elementary school i think it was like fifth sixth grade um and i played with all those guys and i was i was decent i was okay you know for you know freaking 10 year old kid yeah. right you know i was decent um but i remember i remember this heartbreak this like heartbreak when i when we got into a tournament we lost in the first round the the pain i felt yeah. was so real even though i didn't play that many minutes mm-hmm. like i've i seen all my teammates you know playing hard i i had a few minutes at all but it, like it was just that disappointment but at the same time it drove you to want to be better yeah. and that's what like i I kept trying to go back to practicing my handles, my shots, but mainly my handles. Mm-hmm. And then eventually kind of got, got older, got into the street ball yeah. scene. Cause like, that was like the biggest thing. And one, the mm-hmm. professor, uh, you've got hot sauce, you got, uh, the bone collector, yeah. like all these dudes, man. And they're just doing all these crazy tricks. This was like the modern day, uh, was it Harlem Globetrotters in yeah, a sense, you know? Yeah. It, it was just, it was a huge... It was more street version. Yeah, it was, yeah, literally. <laughs> it was just, oh my gosh, and I, I, I even, like, I, I gained another level of love for the game because of it. I, like, I worked on my handles, and I did all these tricks and stuff, 
But then at some point, I kind of dialed it back because mm-hmm. then streetball kind of died out. And then, you know, life, life, life happens. You get, you get kind of um, busy, busy, right? Yeah. You did, like basketball kind of took a, took a back seat in a sense. And, mm-hmm. and it was kind of disappointing. It was disappointing. And like, um, I didn't know what to do at the time. And then eventually, you know, uh, high school came and, uh, tried out for the team, you know, made the freshman team. And, uh, you know, uh, I, <laughs> after, I think, I think after the third or fourth game, my, uh, my coach, uh, benched me for the entire game. Coach Bechtel, if I remember, if I remember his name correctly. Never I forget the name. No, I never forget the name, <laughs> forget but he was, name. he was, I did something. I can't remember the previous game. I did something to piss him off. Or I, I forgot what it was, but then when he benched me the next game, I got upset because mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I was hoping to play at least a few minutes. You know, I was like, I was the backup point guard in a sense, sometimes even third string, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, you know, I feel like, I felt like I was better than third string, at least a backup more, more, more so. Um, but when I got benched, I just kind of like, you know, I'm done already, you know, like, and I, that's, I guess that's the one regret I had, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going back to high school. I wish I didn't do that. I wish I kind of just, kept kept going mm-hmm. um but that i think that's when like for me basketball kind of took a took a little back seat um but like a year or two later i tried again uh and this time it was i didn't make the team at all because mm-hmm. the coach was like told the other coach he's a quitter you know and i'll make hey you know what that's fair mm-hmm. that's fair i deserve that you know uh it's not until my senior year where i got some type of credibility because it was a different coach and you know he didn't care much for what the other coaches said right and like he saw how, how hard i played and everything like and for the most part even though i didn't make the team he still uh kept me on as sort of like i forgot what it was called like managing manager whatever you know um which i was like okay cool whatever i, I understand um you know at that point there's guys that are better than me you know uh and I was like, man, looking back now, playing how I play now versus how I played then, the fact that I got better, mm-hmm. you know, and completely after like yeah, the after the competition fact. and everything like it's... yeah, completely after the fact. Like I still hone my craft as a player, shooting, handling, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of like too little, too late. <laughs> but For I did, real, but I did anyways. I did anyways. That's yeah. the love of the game. That's why we're talking here. That's why we're sitting here talking and. It's uh, it's just the love of the game. Yeah, you know. Sure. So. Like I think, well, I'm not really that far out of high school. Like I just graduated. You know what I mean? But like, especially with COVID and everything, and it cut short. Like I at least got to finish my season. Like it didn't end how I wanted it to be. But like, like you said, you know, looking back in high school, like I just wish I could go back. Not like in a sense of like, oh, I'm better now. I wish I could go back. Like, cause I was still honing my craft. You know, mm-hmm. and I guess it's a different situation with you. But, like, my journey was, like, the basic journey, you know, like, starting off elementary school, you know, whatever, you're all right. And then freshman year, only played freshman. Um, And I played a little bit of JV, but it was, like, not the same. And then sophomore year, I played, um, I played JV, like, played basically the whole game, and he had me sit down for varsity. Like, I was just sitting on the bench whole time like and I didn't mind because I already played the game you know Mm -hmm. it was just like at this point like why do I have to stay an extra hour 
like or like because like my other teammates would leave after a game and I'm just like I kind of just want to go home you know but I, I was so grateful to just sit there and be a part of the team like and I technically wasn't even playing with them you know and then like junior and senior year like here I am like I'm starting like you know I and I had that big that basic progression of a basketball player you know and I'm like super grateful for it but it was just like to be quite honest like I had to go through so many coaches because personally like my coach was kind of like very negative and I was always doubting myself I was like am I even good like do I even deserve to be here mm-hmm. you know like I may be starting but like does that really matter and I and I tell the other girls I was like honestly I I wouldn't care if I sat on the bench you know like, yeah, minutes matter to me, but at the point, like, when you really start to love, like, love the game, it doesn't matter where you're playing or not, you know, like, being a part of the team, sitting on the bench, like, because sitting on the bench, like, after high school had ended, I do come back and, like, I help uh, with the team more, like, I coach some, like, here and there, you know, and it's, like, seeing the game from the sideline is completely different, and it's, like, changed my whole perspective of the game, you know, and, like, it was... You know, the coach is always like, like, why didn't you see this? Why didn't you see that? But it's just like, you need to really see from the sideline to sit down and really like watch the game for you to like really love it. Because I think the love of the game for me was definitely the competitiveness, mm-hmm. you know, and like always, there's always something new to learn, but it was more of like watching the game and like watching the art of the game, how it all comes together and like how it's more than just the game. Like that's what got me into like loving it you know like I wasn't in my room all day playing video games and stuff like that like yeah I played games but it's like I got to go out you know mm-hmm. I built a family with people that were strangers to me you know and like now that I think about it, like I may not talk to those people anymore but like I still had that strong connection with them and especially now that I'm doing college ball like this is where like you know the biggest step of a person's career is like well not like if you get signed for sure but it's like call the college experience is not like none other you know and especially because it was affected by covid and i didn't really get that college experience like what i get what i'm getting now like to once a week practices or maybe a couple days like i cherish those moments because like i want to build a strong connection with these people you know what i mean and like it's also built like so many networks i've met so many people and connected with so many people and I then you know, in the Hooper world, like, you know people's names. Oh, yeah. You know, like, there's a person that I've never even spoken to, but I know exactly who they're talking about. But, like, the, the ball community is, like, so big and so strong, you know? Like, it, you don't really have to know them, but the name goes around. You know what I mean? We know who real Hoopers are. We know, like, who's, who's going to make it big and who's not, or who's going to be the underdog, you know, like, like Stephen Curry, for example, mm-hmm. no one knew him. He like had one offer to a college, and here he is, one of the like biggest freaking basketball players in the world right now. Oh, he changed you know the game. I mean? He changed the whole game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's stories like that. That's like it doesn't matter where you come from. You know, it's just the end result type shit. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, because nowadays, especially with social media, it's it's helped all these you know, players create a name for themselves, a brand for themselves in a right. sense, right? I mean, you see it all the time, especially with Zion. Mm-hmm. 
You see him just dunk. He was a man among boys in middle school and high school. He's just it dunking on fair. them. It was not even, <laughs> it was fair. Not even fair. He was just he was like a hundred pounds heavier than them, just pure muscles mostly, right. just dunking on everyone. I was like, my goodness. Even in the NBA, like he's he's still like too big for everybody. You know what I mean? Too big, too strong, and too quick. Mm-hmm. You know, he, in a sense, he was kind of like LeBron esque. You know, right. the, with his physique. Uh, but amazing player, amazing. Like I, I remember watching him, Zach Levine. Oh my gosh, these dunkers, uh, the highlight videos. Um, and, and you know, some of these guys are gonna make it mainly because not only their skill set, but they're, you know, especially if they got height, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, that's, I, sadly, sadly, <laughs> you know, kill for some height. yeah, you know, there's a reason why this is called small ball productions because <laughs> right. you know we we both kind of under six foot, so that kind of. It makes it harder for us. No need to get specific. Right. <laughs> just so, short of the Yeah, just short of the expectations there. Um, but uh, amazing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what? So you've been playing for a good seven, eight, seven, years, eight now, years. Okay, so I've been playing for a good at least 20 years of playing basketball and have only gotten better over the years, mm-hmm. which is like, I guess you can call it fine wine mm-hmm. in a sense, you know. I, 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 in due time, in due time, it's just it. it Gotta it, let it sit. It just man, I was just like I just keep telling myself I wish I had the the skills that I had now back then with my youth and my um my energy. You know, mm-hmm. combine those two things, I would have been easy starter. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it's disappointing that I kind of look back I'm like man, I should have tried a lot yeah. harder. You know, I should have trained a lot harder, yeah. but. You know, as much as you were in love the game, I, I think my focus was so solely on like showing off. Mm-hmm. Sadly, right? Yeah. It was showing off, and I was like, man, I was just like, it was that kid mentality, you know. So, yeah. but yeah, it is what it is. It, it is, is what it is, is right? <laughs> so, man, yeah. But so, speaking of like players and you know uh, how we evolve as players, you know, you, me, um, just in general. Like, what? How, how do you model your, your your play style? Like your game? Like who do you model your game after? Honestly, it's it's been ranging. Like I try, like for example, like Kobe Bryant, his un like speakable like fadeaway. You know what I mean? And I try to incorporate like every single one. But like as I look back at like my film or stuff like that, like I honestly play a lot like Stephen Curry. Not like, like, I'm still working on my handles and stuff. And like, that was like the one thing. But like, like you said, uh, you know, I focused on my shot more because I used to shoot with two hands. And then like, I got into high school and they're just like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Wait, you shot with two hands? Like Sean Marion? Yeah, like I shot with two (laughs) hands. Like, and I mean, it was going in, you know, like I didn't really complain. But then after I got into high school, there's like, oh yeah, no, that's not what we're doing here. And so, like, the, he took me to his awesome coach, um, Coach Canali, you know, and he, he was he was very, like, inspiring, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, so he took me to the side. He's like, yeah, we're fixing this right now. But he didn't know I was left-handed. So he, he taught me how to shoot with my right hand. And, like, honestly, like, now I, I don't know how to shoot with my left. Like, I can do floaters with my left, but I can't shoot with my left, you know. But it was, like, after that, um, I just – all worked on my shots you know like dribbling was there you know i and i was decent at it at best but i've just focused on my shooting and i know like stephen curry he's like works on his handles a lot you know but like he's known for his shooting 
and d- distances. And I feel like if you were to ask any of my teammates, they're just like, yeah, she just shot it from anywhere. She didn't care. And I really didn't because, like, in my head, I'm just like, I'm wide open here. And I'm going to shoot it here, you know. And it was just like, like, I, to me, in my head, I was like, I'm, I don't even know where the three-pointer is. All I know is I'm behind it, you know. And I would just shoot from distances and I'd make them, you know. And it was like, that's kind of why I style. Like, I compare myself to him. Obviously, he was one of the greatest players. And I'm not going to, I'm going to humble myself, you know. Like, I'm mm-hmm. still getting there. Right. And I and I know I could be better. But, like, if I were to compare with a, a player right now, it would have to be him. Um, because like, like, I feel like I have range, you know, like, and I'm a pretty good, um, ball player to say that, Mm -hmm. but, you know, obviously like he is one of the greatest, as I said before, and like, I'm still working my way to getting better, but he is the main one. And I'm still trying to incorporate like, you know, Kobe, Dirk, you know, all these like great players, but there's so many, there's so so many, many. there's so many good players that you can model your game after, especially depending on what skill set you have, you know, and for me, I was like, yeah, Steph Curry is definitely one of them. And, you know, you know, but fortunately for you, you grew up in the era that it's okay to shoot like that. Yeah. It's okay to shoot from 30 feet, you yeah. know, and, and that's fine. Cause now that nowadays kids are actually practicing that. I mean, yeah. take a look at LaMelo ball. Yeah. That one highlight video he shot from half court and made it. And I was like, yeah. viral video points at the balls yeah. on this kid. Yeah. You know, pun intended, the ball, the mellow ball, the balls <laughs> on this kid to shoot it from half court, yeah. point it, shoot it, and made it. I was like, my goodness. Yeah. Um, but amazing. Uh, I feel like if I were to try that, you know, no buzzer beater, no nothing, just randomly nonchalant, like now it, I'd probably be sitting. Like, I'd be like, hell no. Like, you need to sit down because I don't know why you took that shot, you know, but like, and I'm not saying like nowadays, because like I said, I'm still pretty young, but like a lot of kids now are just like, I don't care. You know, I got I got that highlight video and most of the time they do make it because they do practice that shot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm sure back in your day, <laughs> back in our day, it was like, if you tried shooting that, like you're not playing. You're benching. Yeah, you're getting you're a bench. You're sitting down. Yep. Easy. Um... But yeah, back back in my day, it was just mainly okay, dunking, layups, mm-hmm. mid range, three pointer every now and again, you know. But that was the name of the game back then, and just seeing it change over the past two decades is um, it's just crazy. Yeah. And obviously Steph Curry, you know, you have to thank him for that because he's a generational talent. Like right. the fact that he literally changed the game, mm-hmm. you know, in that sense, making it okay for kids to shoot like that because now that small kids like us you know like us with our height and like shorter players to be able to shoot like that gives you it opens up so much possibilities Mm -hmm. for you now because now now the the defense has to move up and try to guard you but it gives you more room to drive it Mm -hmm. now and kick it if needed Mm -hmm. um that's that's why i like with steph curry i like i model my shooting after him Mm -hmm. it comes to three-pointing mainly three-pointers so like with with him i took the three-point aspect how to move out the ball, how to shoot in like in such a quick, uh, quick trigger in a mm-hmm. sense, right? Because some people they have to set up first. Yeah. With nice. me, with me, <laughs> goes yeah, in yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, like you, you've seen it. You seen yeah. when you played against me or play with me. Like I shoot it so quickly that it's hard for people to guard me. Mm-hmm. You know, even when they put their deep, their hands up, even, the, even when they're taller than me, mm-hmm. I have a more range. But if I shoot from like thirty feet, 
they can't guard that. Yeah. Because you know, these tall guys are they're slower than me, so they have to back up. Like yeah. okay, they have to give give me that room. Yeah. And then I hit it, and they're like, oh my gosh. It's either like, get beat like on the drive or get like put a hand up. But you, exactly. It's honestly like because of Steph Curry, not even just Steph Curry, like you know Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. another example of a great shooter. You know, like they're all. You know, it's like it's opening up the game because I, I think if you look at the stats now, all three pointers, you know, like there's rarely any like like work in the paint. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not like the the, the the paint has died. You know, there's still like layups and, you know, the post got to do something. But it's all about the outside game now, you know? Oh, yeah. So speaking of that, did you see LeBron hit that three over Curry the other night? Yeah, it was um, unfair. Like, well-earned, but I feel like he he made it seem as though he did something, like, crazier because he had the quote-unquote, like, three vision. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Oh, yeah, poke in the eye. Yeah, like, the poke in the eye. Oh, I can't even see the rim. I'm just like, don't lie. That's a little dramatic. It's a bit dramatic, but still it was an incredible shot. shot. It was it a was very a incredible shot. shot. I mean... The time was ticking down. He heaved it 30 feet away and hit that. How often do you see LeBron hit threes from that far? Not that far. I mean, he does that, you know, look at the ball and then makes it. Yeah. That annoying move that somehow just seems to work. And he does have range, but I don't think that we've seen it, like, as often as as if we would for Curry. Right. And especially since he did it over Curry, like, that's – in a sense, a statement, you know, like he literally just shot over one of the best three-point shooters in a far distance and made it. And folks, that's what, that's what you call irony. Yeah, for real. 30-foot <laughs> three-point shot from a forward over the reigning literally three-point uh, champ. He's going to be a three-point champ at the, end of, at the end of his career. Yeah, like, for he, sure. Yeah. He's like every year, every season, he always gets better and improves on his shot. And it only sucks that his team wasn't as great as he wanted it to be, you know, because he had KD and Clay and Draymond, you know, and Draymond's still with him, but without the other two, like it's not really as best as, and plus Clay is out right now. Yeah. So. And I heard like a lot of praise like on social media and everything like, oh, we're praising Curry for, you know, carrying this team. But we didn't say anything when LeBron was carrying the team when when the the Cavs were not like didn't have the players. You know what I mean? So like to hear that discussion of like we criticize LeBron when he doesn't have a good team and when he does have a good team, then he's still getting criticized. But when Curry had a super team, like, nobody really criticized him for it. Because, like, Curry was already on the Warriors. It was more people just started joining him. But that's kind of the same thing with LeBron. Like, he joined the Lakers, and then here's AD coming in and, you know, like, all these superstars. You know, so that that controversy is, like, you have to, in a sense, be critis- like critical for both. You know, don't praise Curry for carrying a bad team and then criticize LeBron for doing the same thing back when he was with the Cavs, you know, and I've heard, I've heard that like through social media, that's like a big, not argument. Cause no one's really arguing about it, but like, it was a statement that I noticed and I was like, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I get where you're coming from with this whole LeBron Curry uh, discussion, um, how Curry carries a bad team and uh, he gets praised for it. And, by, and then obviously Braun, uh, not so much. And I get where it, com- it comes from is the, it's the hatred. I was like, how was that hatred? But more like uh, him coming out of high school, calling himself the king, the next Jordan, the next, you know, mm-hmm the next era parent basically. Uh, and I think when he put that on his back, he put a target on his back right? for a lot of people to criticize him. You know, Curry, he wasn't that kid. He was mm-hmm. that kid that kind of came through Davidson, made a name mm-hmm. for himself, but like, he was never like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the next Kobe yeah. or I'm the goat wherever, you know, he never, he was kind of humble about it. So I, in a way, I guess people kind of didn't like that about LeBron and mm-hmm. kind of put that over his head a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, you hear a lot from like other you know, ESPN or Sports Center personnel uh, that would say, you know, oh, Braun would never be as great as Kobe or as great as mm-hmm. uh, Mike. Uh, but I mean, to wish their own. And that's another discussion for another day, you know, being the goat and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but no, I definitely know what you're coming from. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I was one of those people that didn't like the fact that he came out and said that when mm-hmm. he grad- came out of high school. I was like, in my mind, like I was a Jordan fan. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in, I kind of grew up in that era, like the early 2000s and the late 90s. So yeah, I was introduced to Jordan and his Bulls, and I was like, man, this guy is something else, mm-hmm. you know. And then the next closest thing to him is Kobe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then watching him, how they play versus how Braun plays, it's just different. It's mm-hmm. a different, it's a different, different animal, but the same type of beast in a sense. Mm-hmm. If I had to quote Kobe uh, here, uh, but yeah, it's it's amazing how things have changed over the course. Now you have a guy, LeBron, who is two hundred plus pounds of muscle, shooting threes, and hitting them pretty. I would say a pretty good clip. I would say yeah. the the amount that he takes and the amount he makes, it, it's actually interesting um, if you see it. It was like I was watching a highlight video of him like hitting like threes and whatnot. And I was like, he. He's not bad at it. Right. He's decent. He's a decent three-point shooter. So, um, I think, like, the reason why everyone, you know, just the self-proclamation, like, proclamation, I guess, if that's the word, like, he called himself the king. It would have been, like, even crazier if he just let the game speak for himself and have other people call him the king, you know? And because, like, Curry, you know, he doesn't – he never made a name for himself. Like, not that he didn't make a name for himself. Like, he did it through his game, and he never was like, oh, I'm the greatest. You know, he let his game show that. And uh, don't get me wrong, like, LeBron James is an amazing player for sure, but I think that's where a lot of the hate comes from. Like, he called himself that, but everybody else, like, let – the name come to them, if that makes sense. No, no, I see what you're Yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, you know, I mean, Braun, he, 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 he talked a talk, but he mm-hmm. also walked a walk. For and, sure. You know, he definitely backed up everything he's done over the course of his, um, you know, uh, career. And do you want to compare that to Mike or Kobe? I mean, that's, there's so many things to, to that sack. Mm-hmm. And again, an episode for another day. Um, yeah, so three-point shooting has become a, Name com- of the a crucial game, component. Yeah, a crucial component. Sure. So, yeah. Because a lot of, like, game winners, as much as we do see game winners, like, in the paint and stuff like that, it's more of heave the three, you know, because it's a very close game. It's either they're down by two or they're tied, so really anything goes. But when the shot clock goes down, like, 
most of the players rely on those three-pointers. But to continue on with the play-in game, um, the Warriors did lose to the Lakers, and then they played the Grizzlies and then lost by the Grizzlies. So it was crazy to think that before the playoffs started, everyone's thinking, oh, it's going to be, you know, Warriors versus somebody else, you know. And uh, and I thought that was, like, crazy because, like, it the play-ins or the playoffs, for that matter, is anybody's game, mm-hmm. you know. And – that's the funny thing about three-point shooting, right? You ever live you live by the three or you die by the three. Mm-hmm. And Curry's the only one that can shoot the consistent three-point shot, mm-hmm. which means that the other team their game plan is just to hold him down. That's mm-hmm. it. Everyone else has to make the shot. And they and the other team will live with it. They'll live with other players shooting a three and hitting the three. Mm-hmm. You know, and sadly his teammates they tried, but they weren't yeah. They weren't there. Um like, Curry, yeah. for sure, like, played his heart out. If you oh, look yeah. at the stats, like... He still dropped yeah, 30, he, 40 points. Yeah, he definitely played to not the best of his ability, but he sure did ball out on the court. And it just sucks that, you know, his team didn't really help him with that. But, so anyway, so we're in the round one of our playoffs. For the Western um, Conference, we have the Pacers versus the Grizzlies. Who do you think you have on that game? I don't know, cause like they got Jaw. Pacers Grizzlies. Yeah. Or no, I'm sorry. Jazz versus Grizzlies. Oh, okay. I, was, I, was I don't gonna, know. <laughs> it's okay. My mind, my mind went somewhere else. Excuse I was me. like, wait, wait. I thought the Pacers got eliminated. I was no, like, no, oh, no. okay. Yeah, okay. Jazz versus Grizzlies. Jazz versus Grizzlies. Right, right. Okay. I have my money on um, the Grizzlies because I think that Jaw has so much potential, and he's been showing out. Like when he when they played with the Warriors, like he for sure balled out that night too, you know. And every it like it, it does go by game, and how well the players feel that day and everything. But I think that for that game for sure, and or those that series at least, like I think I believe that the Grizzlies would take it. Um, I'm gonna have to agree with you, but I, I just wouldn't want to count out the Jazz mm-hmm. just because the Jazz are so good, mm-hmm. even. Because the past two weeks, when they played without Mitchell and Conley, their their entire team came together and mm-hmm. still they still got the, they still hung on to the number one seed. Yeah. With the Suns obviously kind of stumbling a little bit at the end there, um, and they lucked out and now they're facing the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not Grizzlies are no pushover. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a young, hungry team, but. I feel Utah has that experience over them. Yeah. As a and not only as a whole team, but as the playoff run they had last year, and then Donovan Mitchell kind of went like Super Saiyan, and you know, kind of went went when him and Murray went went at it, and that was seriously one of the best series I've ever yeah. seen in my life. And sadly, it was I think it was a first round. Was it first or second round? I think it was first, but it was just crazy to see them just go at it. Like, it was really anybody's game. It, you know, it was crazy. It was amazing. And, man, shout out to, to Murray, man. Hopefully he uh, comes back better. Um, you know, the injuries, man, they're taking over. Yeah. They are taking over right now. A lot of players getting injured, like, um, affecting the playoffs, like, the teams and everything. Like, they have to overcome that, and a lot of people don't believe that. You know, a lot of these teams with great players getting injured that they're going to make it far. But like I said, the playoffs are really anybody's game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, luck has a lot to do with it, too, as much as skill and hard work and all that. But luck is definitely a good 10 percent of the game because, I mean, 
if you jump and fall just in some weird angle, you know, you're done. yeah, you you could sprain your ankle, tear your knee, and mm-hmm. you're done for the entire season, you know. Mm-hmm. So we we seen that happen so often this season, and you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then looking on the other side of the bracket in terms of. Uh, the Phoenix and Lakers. Wow. Man, that's just not even that's, fair. <laughs> can you imagine working after 10 plus years and not, not making the playoffs? You finally make the playoffs and hit your prizes, the defending champs. Yeah. Wow. Like when I personally wasn't really supporting the Suns because I was like, man, they're like not doing good right now. And I just wanted to watch another team and that you know i'm i'm born in arizona i should have just stuck with it you know what i mean but like they have for sure been the underdog of this whole season like nobody believed that they were going to make it as far but like in the bubble you know they showed out last year and they only got better and i think that their new coaching like the coaching staff is amazing they've literally like turned the whole system around you know and the whole culture yeah, the whole culture, um, and for sure, you know, the Suns have definitely been the underdog, and it sucks that we get the freaking Lakers. Of all teams, we get the defending champions, but hopefully, you know, hopefully we pull through because I would love to see, and I'm sure a lot of Arizona fans would love to see the Phoenix, like, continue, you know, maybe, like, God forbid, we make it to the finals, you know what I mean? That would definitely be... A sight for sore eyes especially with the you know seasons we've had and the downfalls that we've had and it's it'll definitely be something that i cannot wait to live for you know what i mean oh for sure <laughs> uh i mean i'm gonna say this now whoever wins this lakers suns matchup is going to the finals mm-hmm. i mean if you look at the road to the finals right now for them whoever wins faces either denver or portland Mm-hmm. And not 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 to knock not knock on Denver or Portland, but I'm confident that Phoenix and Lakers can take on Portland yeah, and Denver for sure, and they would win that series. Yeah, you know, especially Denver without Murray. Yeah, I, I, don't know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like they they literally have to work as a team. Yeah, uh, because they don't ha- they don't have enough offensive firepower. I mean, yeah. Michael Porter Jr. has stepped up. But he's still inexperienced in terms of just as overall, not just mm-hmm. playoff, but just overall, mm-hmm. uh, to help carry that team. Uh, yeah. So it's all on Jokic, really. And yeah. and I feel like he can carry them only so far. You know, they, he might be able to carry them past Portland, but Portland with Dame, mm, CJ, no. Nurkic, yeah, and then what Powell? They got the Powell from Raptors. Yeah, yeah, the roster difference is too big. Like. You know, Nuggets have Jokic, they have um, Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., but it's not enough to go against not only the like the Blazers, but like you know the Suns or the Lakers. Like they don't have the manpower for that, which sucks because they did you know make it this far. But if we compare that, you know, I like I agree with you. I don't think they're gonna get too far. Yeah, I don't think either team will get too far because Portland has struggled. I know they haven't played enough games together as a team because of the injuries and everything mm-hmm. with CJ and Nurkic, but with them playing together, yeah, I can see them ring off. They can probably knock off Denver for sure, mm-hmm. but once they face Phoenix or, or the Lakers, I'm pretty. I I have my money on Phoenix or Lakers, mm-hmm. you know. And then after that, 
assuming uh, Utah, they either meet Utah or the Clippers there. Mm-hmm. If the Clippers don't choke. I'm just saying. True. Man, the Clippers have been on a rough road, to be honest. But I think I think this, the um, the Western Conference, at least, like, we have a for sure, not a for sure, obviously, because I said playoffs are whatever, whatever happens, happens. But for sure, I think we have a, um, you know, we kind of know who's going to be in the finals for the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. For the Eastern Conference, it's kind of more like what's going to happen, you know, because there have been teams that have overcome a lot of the rumors or, you know, especially the Wizards, like nobody really believed that they were going to make it like that far. They had one of the lowest percentage chance, Mm -hmm. but here they are in the playoffs, you know. So we have for the Eastern Conference, we have the um, Philadelphia versus Washington. What do you think on that? I think... This is this this to me is somewhat of a hot take. I think Wizards are ducking the debts. Because mm-hmm. they 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 were they got they kinda got their ass handed to them by Boston. Yeah. Which I I felt was like I picked them to win that to win that matchup. Mm-hmm. But then Tatum dropped fifty on them. But at the same time, Wizard, uh Russ and Brad was like I don't know. It didn't look yeah. like they wanted it. I yeah. play, I watched that game, and it's just like they lacked the energy. And then they played the Pacers, and they freaking completely destroyed the Pacers. Exactly. And I was like, "What? where was this in the last game? Yeah. You know? So either they play a lot harder when their backs are against the wall, or they just like, do we want to face the Sixers, or do we want to face the Nets? Mm-hmm. So it was more for them, you think it was like a strategic play. Yeah. So that they're just going to throw this game so because they know they're going to have another game. Well, they know they can beat the Pacers. Because yeah. like a, a week or two ago, they beat the Pacers. Right. So they can easily dismantle the pacers right so they're like okay let's go ahead and take the quote-unquote easier route which Mm -hmm. is you play the sixers and the sixers to me still has the same problem Mm -hmm. Embiid is great but he can be injury prone Mm -hmm. so if he gets injured that game's that are done they're done done. and ben simmons still can't shoot nope not not even in the slightest like yeah he makes a couple here and there but I'm pretty sure on the defensive side, they're still going to pull back. They don't really believe he's going to make the shot in crunch time for that matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like For that game, for the 76ers and the Wizards, like I got Wizards all day. Yeah. And I understand like the strategic play because the Boston is now playing the Brooklyn Nets. And we know that the Brooklyn Nets are a heavily offensive prone team. And obviously they have shown, you know, and, and even the big three haven't been playing like that many games together but they for sure have when they are together it's pretty lethal so i can understand the strategic play which sucks because i'm just like just play you know what i mean like just just try and win every single game you can but i mean it's it i I guess it's how you want to look at it but Mm -hmm. for me it's like look after the if if the wizard get past sixers right Mm -hmm. they have new york or atlanta which i mean those team those two teams aren't pushovers Mm -hmm. but at, at the same time i feel the same about them as I feel Denver and Portland. Mm-hmm. You know, great teams, but just they're not they're not good enough. Yeah, not for the finals. At no, least. not not even for the Eastern Conference final. Yeah, or like Western they're Conference. They're probably final. gonna get knocked out. Yeah, like soon. Yeah, and then the Bucks versus the Heat. I don't know. I honestly have my money on the Bucks. I do too. 
I have my money on the Bucks for sure. Like with their, you know, lineup, it's pretty, pretty like stronger. Like it's stronger than the, you know, the, the heat, heat. You know, I I think that Giannis and Holiday, and then the other like, um, excuse me for me for messing up, Antetokounmpo. <laughs> The like the two brothers, you know, mm. and they have they have Lopez, like they just have a strong, like tight knit team. And the Heat, like, don't get me wrong, they also do have a tight knit team, but if we're going off of who's gonna win overall, like I have like the Bucks on that. Right. Cause to me, the Heat hasn't been the same team this year. Yeah. They 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 have I mean, Eric Spolcher is a great coach. That that entire Miami organization is great, mm-hmm. but there, I feel like they just lack something this year versus last year. Last year, mm-hmm. I feel like they were definitely, uh, even though they were still under considered underdogs, mm-hmm. they were still a threat. But this year, I don't see them that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure many people see them that way either. Uh, I think it's because I'm not sure with Jimmy Butler being in and out of the lineup. Yeah. Um, and then Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero hasn't played their best games. I yeah. would say compared to last year, because I feel like now people know how how to play them, right? right? And they seem to be struggling for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, and today, I, I mean, I watched a little bit of the game today, earlier today, and uh, yeah, I mean, it went down to the wire, went mm-hmm. overtime, Butler sent it to overtime, and then in overtime, Milton came in clutch, hit a mid-ra- mid-range mm-hmm. shot, and ended the game. Mm-hmm. So Bucks are up one right now, so... Uh, I feel like Milwaukee would take this. I'm hoping Milwaukee takes this because mm-hmm. if they don't take this, Giannis just signed that deal, yeah, and he's gonna be pretty upset, right? Because he's thinking, okay, we're hoping to get to at least the finals, mm-hmm. right? But I don't know because we, I believe that hopefully Tyler, like Hero, gets back on his game because he for sure was he has so much potential you know and I think that maybe when the playoffs are more like more um serious I guess like not every game it like every game is serious for sure but once he gets in that playoff mode because you know a lot of players once they get into the playoff mode they're killer you know, they take over no matter what the situation is. So hopefully, I mean, I for sure am going for the Bucks. But if the Heat do, you know, bounce back and I guess shut us up and like get together as a team and overcome, you know, all of these people doubting them, I think it would for sure be crazy to see the Heat versus the Nets or Boston. But overall, with how they are playing right now, I have to go with the Bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the Bucks too, just because I feel like Giannis has such a chip on his shoulder. Right. You know, he's lost, you know, in the playoffs a couple times now, and I feel like this year is gonna be different for him. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna take this. And mm-hmm. the, the sad thing is, they're gonna have to face the Nets in the second round. No offense to Boston and any Celtics fans, but you're down Jalen Brown. And Robert Williams probably because that toe injury, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you got to face James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving—three of the most prolific offensive players in the history of this game. Mm-hmm. Even though you may score 120 points on them, they're going to drop 200 points on right. you. I'm exaggerating, obviously, but still, <laughs> like, I feel like no matter what happens on the defensive side, they can't stop all three. I mean, teams have done it before, which you know. 
Obviously, the Nets have lost games, but I don't think that the Celtics are going to beat Boston, especially with the lineup that the Nets have. Like, like you said, they're the most offensive players in the history, and they're so like so elite that I don't think no matter how many times, as you said before, you know the Celtics do score, the Nets are going to outscore them. It doesn't matter what they do defensively; like it's bound to happen. And I, I mean, I want the Celtics to win just because I want them to overcome that, you know, because I do like the Celtics. I don't know why. Maybe it was because, you know, technically if I wasn't born in Arizona, I would have been born in Boston. And since Arizona wasn't doing good, I kind of just did the second best choice. So I was like, oh, you know, Boston's my team. And and it was like I I kind of just settled for them in mm-hmm. a sense. And now I, I don't want to feel like a bandwagon because, you know, now that the Suns are doing good, oh, I need to cheer for them and like that's bad on me like I shouldn't have put that myself to that position I should just com- <laughs> I should have just committed to a team you know like I should have just believed believed that something was going to happen as you know you a Suns fan have done especially through all their downfalls oh uh, yeah so if it'd be crazy and I know it's probably not going to happen it'd be so funny to see the Suns versus the Celtics I would be such in a pickle I'm like I don't know what to do here you know I mean that that would be a that'd matchup. Be that'd, be, that'd be a matchup for the ages. You got uh-huh. Booker versus Tatum. That yeah. that would be the uh, the lineup right yeah. there. Yeah, it'd be definitely yeah. crazy. And so. I think that CP3 being with the Suns has definitely improved. And as he does every time he goes to you know different teams, he's always seemed to improve that team in some way, shape, or form. So I definitely think that it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be very interesting playoffs. And especially since they all go to um, series seven, like we get to see a lot of you know yeah yeah and honestly looking at the the eastern conference right now and seeing all the matchups um new york knicks and atlanta that is intriguing i I have no idea what to think about that same i don't know which one to really pick because i mean even though uh trey is great and, and he knows how to draw fouls he's that so annoying it's so I, annoying I to watch that. him play sometimes I but i i it's so strategic and smart. yeah it's smart and like i feel like more players are gonna end up doing that i mean booker kind of does that now yeah sort of uh but not to the to the links of uh what trey does but still um and then the knicks being the fourth seed yeah. who would have no one would have thought i like I didn't even it didn't even come across my mind that that would have happened to be honest. It's ridiculous, but it's completely ridiculous. I think like for ev- for all the teams, you know, we kind of have oh, I think this team is going to win. I think this team is going to win, but definitely with that game like the Knicks and the Hawks, I I have no idea. I I I can't even like I don't watch them enough to know the players and how, like the personalities of the players and how they go crazy and stuff like that. But it I definitely would want to watch that series because from all the other games, I have no definite winner, and I think that's that's going to be crazy. I'm choosing the Knicks. Fine, I'll choose I'll choose the Hawks then. <laughs> I, I, I choose the Knicks for for a petty reason, actually. Uh, I don't like the Hawks because of who sponsors them, but I'm not going to go into it. Oh, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go into it, but uh, fuck that company. Anyways. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You heard it here. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going with the New York Knicks just because I know what it feels like to see your team in a drought for so long. Mm-hmm. 
and then watching everyone crap on you for it, right? Yeah. And for supporting them too. So I didn't say the Knicks and the Suns, they're kind of like in that same boat. Mm-hmm. They both made they both made postseasons here after a long time. Uh, Suns longer, if I believe. I think last time Knicks was in the playoffs like 2013 or something like that with Carmelo. Uh, um, I think so. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm, going, I'm rolling with the Knicks just because – Tom Thibodeau has done such a – I honestly think he's going to end up winning Coach of the Year. Even though Monty Williams, I, I yeah. wanted Monty to win. He kind of did win, but yeah. that's like the uh, different Coach of the Year award, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Tom Thibodeau is going to end up being, winning this because, I mean, we knew the Suns were kind of most likely going to make the playoffs. Yeah. No one thought the Nobody Knicks were going to make the playoffs. So. But, yeah. Um, so – that being said, the last matchup to talk about really here is Clippers and Dallas. I got my I got my money on Dallas. Same. I don't like the Clippers. Yeah. That's just that's just me. So, but yeah. Anyways, you know this whole uh, matchups here, uh, everything looks really good, and uh, all these matchups are going to be very intriguing. Uh, looking from each matchup here, from the Western to the Eastern Conference here. Uh, but yeah, that's our uh, episode here. Uh, we're gonna start wrapping things up here. Is anything any last words, any last uh, sayings here, Tiff? I think it's just gonna be like super entertaining to watch these playoffs, especially watch some uh, WNBA games too. I'm excited to watch, but for sure these playoffs are gonna be interesting. I'm excited to see who makes it that far, and I don't know. You know, it's really anybody's game because injuries can't happen, as we said before. So we just kind of got to take it game by game. Yeah. And but- uh, so uh, before wrapping up here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to ask you one quick question here. Barring injuries, who is your finals matchup? Who do you want as your finals matchup right now? The Suns and the Nets. I kind of want to see that. Okay. I want to see how we would go up, uh, up against the big three. But what about you? Uh, I It's either the Suns versus Nets as well. Mm-hmm. Just because the whole Nash and D'Antonio Mari yeah. on, the, on, yeah. the, on the bench coaching. That would just be interesting storyline. Uh, other one would be Bucks. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great matchup too. Yeah. So anyway. Obviously the Suns. Yeah. Got to go in. Yeah. Rep in Arizona. Yep. All right, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, if you like, follow, subscribe here to Small Ball Podcast. Uh, we'll be bringing out some more uh, basketball later. Peace.